Friday, November 5th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 9 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Jared, Please tell me that on FanDuel, the salaries are close enough for all the quarterbacks that we don't have to play Jordan Love. Yes, I'm not going to mess around with Love in cash on FanDuel. I'm just going to pay all the way up to Josh Allen. Um, Jared, I was told as a child that Love is all you need. It is. It is all you need. And he's he's, he's okay. If if that, Honestly, the difference for me on FanDuel is I don't want to pay up for three high priced backs just, you know, based on the pricing. We'll get to that next year. But so, you know, that allows me to pay up for Josh Allen at $9,000. Here's where uh, Jacksonville ranks in like most major pass defense categories, 29th in passing yards allowed per game, 31st in completion rate allowed, 31st in yards per attempt allowed, 31st in adjusted yards per attempt allowed, 32nd in football outsiders DVOA, and 31st in PFF coverage grade. They're also dead last in adjusted points allowed two quarterbacks. So it's, it's, you know, basically Allen versus the worst pass defense in the NFL. And Allen piloting the offense that is the most pass heavy in neutral situations. So they already want to throw the ball and this defense is like, go ahead, throw the ball. We don't care. So (laughs) it's a nice spot. Yep. For sure. We'll see as I build, if I want to pay all the way up to there, or if I want to stop short and play Lamar Jackson at 8,300, Patrick Mahomes at 8,500, or even Joe Burrow down at 7,600. Jackson sits second behind only Josh Allen in FanDuel points per game. He had the one huge game against the Colts, though, that, that inflates that a bit. I mean, we know that with Lamar Jackson, he always has that kind of ceiling. So I, I'm not saying throw that game out. You know, just be aware that he's not performing that way on a weekly basis. Joe Burrow, meanwhile, has been the most consistent lately among these three quarterbacks. Decent cost savings between him, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and certainly uh, Josh Allen way up at the top. Same price for Joe Burrow as Justin Herbert this week. But of course, Herbert's coming off two straight rough outings. So I'd much rather go with Burrow in my cash lineup. Mahomes also coming off two straight rough weeks. So I think as I was doing the notes for these three, (laughs) I found myself leaning toward Joe Burrow as my favorite among the trio. Yeah, I got no issue with Burrow. On the tournament side, I'm going to stick with Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I like that call. I do think Jordan Love is in play for tournaments. Um, the other guy I'm considering is Dak Prescott at 7,800 bucks. You know, he's kind of, he's kind of been out of sight, out of mind the past few weeks now with the calf injury, but he he's going to be a full go on Sunday. Good matchup against Denver, a defense that was struggling before they just traded away Von Miller. Um, the Cowboys have the second highest implied total on the main slate behind only the Bills. The only concern with Dak is that you have Amari Cooper and CD Lamb listed as questionable. So I'm not, I'm not like super excited to play either of those guys. You obviously want to stack Dak if you're playing it. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm talking myself into stacking Dak with Dalton Schultz, maybe. You know, both the wide receivers banged up. Blake Jarwin out, that, you know, boosts Schultz's projection a bit. Uh, so maybe that's the play. I, I do think Dak is interesting, though. I just feel like people aren't thinking about him because we haven't seen him in a few weeks now. 
I do have uh, Dalton Schultz in my FFPC lineup this week now, where it's tight end premium, of course. My concern with Dak for tournament purposes is that Dallas protects him a little bit by not throwing the ball a ton this week. And we only get, you know, 27, 28 pass attempts. And, you know, he can still have a good game. He can still throw multiple touchdowns, but maybe he just doesn't have quite the ceiling potential of the other quarterbacks. Definitely, definitely possible. I'm leaning more toward Mahomes and Burrow than uh, Lamar Jackson here, just because of the low ownership projections on those guys versus double digits for Lamar Jackson. I think all of them have ceilings. So I think that's when I'm going to look a little bit more at the projected ownership when I don't see a huge difference between um, the production for those guys. One other guy I want to note though, Kirk Cousins is basically projected for no ownership right now. Now we'll (laughs) see if it's one of those numbers that just hasn't set yet. I mean, he's not going to be zero, but, He's probably going to be extremely low. And at 7,400, there's some decent savings so you can fit in some extra stuff. Not not going to be a focal point as I'm building tournament lineups for Kirk Cousins, but we're just two weeks beyond where he threw for 337 or 373 yards and three touchdowns against Carolina. So we know he can do it. He's got three games of 25-plus FanDuel points this year. So the upside is there. I think you include Tyler Conklin in a stack at 5,200 bucks because mm-hmm. part of playing cousins is you get some salary savings to fit in other high owned guys. So you kind of expand that savings by putting Tyler Conklin in and then, you know, fit in some studs. Yeah. If I was playing cousins, I'd use Conklin. Plus I'd use one of the wide receivers too. You know, cousins is a guy I'd, I'd double stack in tournaments. And I do like to call it again. I think the Ravens Vikings game could shoot out and people are going to be playing the Lamar Jackson side of that, but they're not going to be playing the Kirk Cousins side of that. So you pl- you can play Kirk and you play, you know, Hollywood or Andrews as the run back on the Ravens side. Yes. And I was also thinking you play a wide receiver and Conklin, certainly not just yep. Cousins and Conklin yep. uh, running back for cash. Ezekiel Elliott is easy to like at 8,200, right? Yeah. He's the payup guy at running back. Um, you know, great spot, big home favorites, big implied total Broncos, uh, 27th in football outsiders run defense DVOA. I, I also like Darrell Williams in cash, which you know might surprise people after all the Derek Gore we saw. I, I should put all in quotation marks because Gore only played 20% of the snaps in that Monday night game. Darrell Williams was at 64%. He still got 13 carries and six targets. So the volume is still there for him. Uh, good matchup against the Packers on Sunday. Then I also like Devonte Booker for cash um, 6,300 bucks. I mean, he's, He's got the volume we kind of wanted um, without Saquon Barkley. He's getting it on the ground, getting it in the passing game. You know, not an exciting play, not a huge ceiling, but I do think he has a safe floor for cash. And he gets the Raiders, who are 28th in adjusted points allowed to running back. So it's a good matchup for Booker, too. I like Miles Gaskin below all those other 6K guys, $6,000 this week. And, you know, a few weeks ago, we hated the rushing volume. It still hasn't been awesome, but 15 and 12 carries the past two games. And those were both in losses. The first one with Malcolm Brown around, second without. He's on IR, so he's not going to be back for this one. Four plus targets in four straight games for Gaskin. So he should get the ball, you know, a decent amount. He's certainly not a lock, but you don't get lock running backs for $6,000. Dolphins are down from opening as seven point favorites, but they're still favored by five and a half here. So it should be a favorable matchup uh, for his usage. And Gaskin's going to be a cash play for me because he's already projected into the double digit range. And I think when you get to 15 plus percent for Gaskin, because he's not a lock, even to get the ball, uh, that's going to be a little bit too high for me to play Gaskin in tournament lineups. Yeah, I agree. He's a fade in terms, especially on Fandle here, where it's just a half PPR. But, um, you know, we talked on the drafting show about Jalen Waddell and Mike Kosicki getting a boost with no Devontae Parker. Gaskin has seen a boost, too. He's gone from four targets per game with Parker to 
6.7 targets per game without Devontae Parker this season. So, you know, that the Dolphins passing game is just going to be concentrated around those three guys, you know, Waddle, Gasicki, and, and Miles Gaskin. I like the guys that you mentioned, Devontae Booker and Daryl Williams, as pivots in a similar range in salary. They're a little bit more expensive to Miles um, Gaskin, but for GPP, Zach Moss is the exact same price as Miles Gaskin. $100 cheaper, actually, I'm sorry, uh, than Gaskin is on this site. Um, at least as much touchdown upside as Gaskin has, and he's been beating Devin Singletary in targets for a while, 7-1 to one in last week's game against Miami. The playing time gap widened again last week after it closed against Tennessee, so it doesn't seem like we have to worry there. And as I mentioned on the DraftKings show, Zach Moss should be in for some regression in terms of red zone opportunities as long as the Bills actually get close to the goal line before doing their scoring going forward. He's heavily involved in that, not as heavily as if they didn't have Josh Allen at quarterback, but still the running back that they favor in that range. Yeah, I love the Moss call for tournaments. Even better here on FanDuel, honestly, than on DraftKings. Um, I'm going to give Nick Chubb another chance in tournaments, too. And I was on him last week. His usage did not change last week without Kareem Hunt. Now, I think there's still a chance it does. You know, Maybe they were easing him back in his first game off the calf injury. But even if it doesn't, like I still think Nick Chubb at 7600 bucks at low ownership is a good tournament play on FanDuel. Um, you know, he did get 16 of the 21 running back carries last week. So he's still, you know, dominating the carries over Dearness Johnson. You know, jo- Johnson happened to get the rushing touchdown last week. It was frustrating, but, you know, good, good, good spot for Chubb too. The Bengals 26th in adjusted points allowed to opposing running backs. I am considering pivoting from Ezekiel Elliott to Aaron Jones in FanDuel tournaments. Aaron Jones got 11 targets last week. He got five targets in two of the previous three games. With Jordan Love making his first NFL start, it's only going to get more attractive to throw the ball to your talented running back. And, you know, the Chiefs don't look as likely to turn this into a blowout as they usually do. And frankly, even if they do, that could be good for Aaron Jones as well, because that would make him even more favorable versus A.J. Dillon in the backfield. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's definitely a chance and I would not play him in cash. Aaron Jones at 8,500 bucks. There's a, definitely a chance. He just doesn't do anything that the offense stinks. It stalls out with Jordan love there, but there's also a chance that Aaron Jones gets 10 targets that he runs fine against a defense. That's not particularly good. And that he scores once or twice. Yeah. I definitely expect um, Jones and Dylan to be kind of the focal points of the offense, at least to start that game for green Bay. You know, maybe if they fall behind, they have to air it out a bit more, but yeah, I, I do think Jones is definitely an interesting tournament play at that low ownership. Wide receiver for cash. What are you playing? I have Tyree Hill down here too. You know, he, I don't think he's as obvious a value on FanDuel as he is on DraftKings, but you know, it's also easier to fit these high price guys on FanDuel. So 8,500 bucks for Tyree Hill, a guy that's seen, you know, 12 targets, 12 plus targets in five of eight games this season, nine plus targets in all but one game. Um, we know he has the big playability. So I'm going to have Tyreek in cash. I'm going to have Keenan Allen in cash too here on FanDuel, $7,000. I mean, you know, the volume's been good all season. Um, this Eagles defense, you know, we've talked about it. Um, they they just, they, they try to keep everything everything in front of them. Um, so I think that is, is going to be good news for Allen, who kind of, you know, runs those short routes. He has a 9.0 yard ADOT this season. You can you can also fit uh, Stephon Diggs in FanDuel cash, even with Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen. Stephon Diggs just $7,600. Feels like a good price for me. You know, he's been a floor play this season, which is fine for cash. But I do, you know, also still think he has that, you know, 20, 25 point upside. If you're going to take all the wide receivers, you could at least give me a heads up before you start naming them. <laughs> Sorry. I got Stefan Diggs down at 7600 bucks cuz I can get I can get my Josh Allen exposure here I think. He's $900 cheaper than Tyreek Hill on FanDuel this week. 
The targets haven't been as consistent as last year, but he's still seen 10 plus targets in three of the past five games, four of his seven games for the year. Uh, Stefan Diggs does have touchdowns in two straight. Cole Beasley has the rib issue, so, you know, he'll play, but maybe he's a little bit more limited than usual. And the other wide receivers are just flimsier target bets. Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox is still out. And we mentioned this is the past happiest team in the league still. So even if the Bills are controlling this one and we expect them to, there's no lock that they really try to get the run game going at any point. They could just turn this into a blowout by virtue of the pass. So there should be plenty there. Uh, the only issue is if uh, Josh Allen's able to throw to everybody, but I'm willing to take a bet on Stefan Diggs here. Me too. GPP side, what you got? Jalen Waddle, I love, you know, his fan share projected ownership right now is at 10%. I kind of think that ends up climbing with Devontae Parker out. Jalen Waddle's seen good volume all season. And, you know, he obviously has this matchup against Houston that we love. So I like Jalen Waddle. The other guy I'm going to take a shot on in Fando tournaments, Jerry Judy at $5,800. It's, you know, really just a bet on talent for me. You know, he was semi-limited in his first game back last week. He was around 75% of the snaps. I think that climbs, you know, up into the 80s, maybe even 90s in his second game back. I think Denver's pass volume should be up in this game, you know, playing in Dallas. You know, they, they should be playing from behind. I think Teddy Teddy only threw it 26 times last week. You know, that that should be in the mid-30s, maybe up close to 40 if, they, if they're really playing from behind in this game. Um, you're also going to see uh, Corlin Sutton with the Diggs matchup. Um, Judy's going to have the much easier – matchup in the slot. So I think, you know, it could be more of a Judy game. It's, but for me, it's really just the price that, you know, 5,800 bucks for a guy of Judy's talent. I think, you know, he, he, he makes a good tournament play. Mm-hmm. On the GPP side at wide receiver, I, I'm digging the single digit ownership projections on Jamar Chase, on Justin Jefferson, on Kadarius Tony on the cheap end at 5,700 bucks. I mean, he looks likely to be the number one receiver for mm-hmm. the Giants in this game. And frankly, even if Kenny Galladay makes it back, that might help by clearing out some space because otherwise there are going to be targets for somebody. I mean, there have been targets for Dante Pettis this year, so they might as well be for Galladay instead of uh, CJ board. Mike Williams is also at 4.2%. We talked about Keenan Allen and the matchup might be better for Keenan Allen, but Mike Williams has been working shorter this year than other years. And he's still better than the corners that Philly rolls out there. So if we do get a bounce back game from Justin Herbert, I think he's probably also bringing Mike Williams with him. Yeah. I like the Williams call. I mean, I don't know if any receiver has shown more upside than Williams has this year. Tight end, what are you playing for cash? So if you if you want to play an expensive quarterback and th- you know and Tyree Kill and Keenan Allen and Stephon Diggs, you do have to go to Albert O at tight end. He's forty five bucks on forty five hundred dollars on Fanduel. I I think in a vacuum, like Darren Waller and Mike Kosicki and Dallas Scott are, are better plays. You know, straight up points per dollar, they're the best options. But if you do want to pay up at wide receiver and, and play Zeke Elliott. I do think Albert O is a fine play at 4,500 bucks. Um, you know, he should see nice volume with Noah fan out and the Cowboys are dead last in football outsiders tight end coverage ranking. So it's a good matchup for Albert O. Yeah. I don't think he's a must like it is to go down to that range on yeah. uh, DraftKings, but at 4,500, that does give you some nice um, salary flexibility. You know, we'll watch that injury, see what the reports are on him. It definitely does add some risk. Even if he does play, there's always yeah. the risk of re-injury. So that's worth considering as you're building the lineups. Broncos, though, fourth in the league in tight end receptions this year, fourth in the league in tight end receptions last year. We've mentioned plenty of athleticism for Albert O. So you you like that and you like the savings over paying up more than 2K to get to one of the studs at the position. I'm primarily living with him on both the cash and GPP side. If it's over on the tournament side, though, I will um, consider going up to Darren Waller 
He's our top dollars per point value, even at 6,800 bucks this week. Um, Travis Kelsey, 7,800. I'm probably only playing Kelsey in a Mahomes lineup just because he's a thousand bucks more than Darren Waller uh, this week. And then also Tyler Conklin, I mentioned in a Kirk Cousins lineup. And frankly, even if I'm not playing Kirk Cousins, I think Conklin's okay as a standalone option. Given the injury question with Albert O and if that $700 isn't changing how you're building the lineup elsewhere, because yep. that's the difference between those two players here, which is a little bit bigger than on DraftKings. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey's also coming in at half the ownership of Darren Waller. So yeah, makes me interested in him for tournaments, but um, Mike Gesicki and Dallas Goddard for me, um, you know, Gesicki with no Devante Parker and the Texans matchup. And then Dallas Goddard, he has a good matchup. His usage has been awesome since his accurate trade. So those are the two guys I'm really focused on for tournaments. We talked about the Chiefs defense on the DraftKings show. I think that the high ownership is probably pushing me away from them here. You know, I guess it matters a little bit less in cash, but I think it's fairly easy to pivot to the Chargers at 3700 bucks at Philly. Uh, they're $400 more in salary than the Chiefs on FanDuel. The Niners are also interesting at 3500 bucks. Light ownership. They're either going to face a very banged up Kyler Murray or a backup quarterback. And certainly if it's a backup, if it's a backup, I think that the ownership rate is going to probably skyrocket. It's at least going to grow from where it is now. So maybe the better play there, maybe it's better for the ownership if we get a banged up Kyler, because I think it'll still be an upside matchup. Yeah. The, the nice thing with the Kyler situation is like, we don't know now that he's out and, you know, best case, we're going to learn his status Sunday morning and people don't react to the news as much as they should on, on Sundays, I think. So San Francisco's ownership, I think won't get as high as it would if we knew right now that Kyler Murray was out. So I definitely like them as a tournament play. They would be in play for cash if it's Colt McCoy under center. Um, I do like the Chiefs for cash. I'm not super worried about ownership. I think if you need the savings, 3300 bucks, they make sense. I like Dallas, you know, at home against Denver. You should get a lot of dropbacks from Teddy Bridgewater in this Broncos passing game. Uh, the Bengals come in as our actually our third best value at defense 3,800 bucks, you know, they've been, they've been a good defense and you have a bunch of injuries and Odell Beckham situation in, in uh, Cleveland. So the Bengals for tournaments are an option for me. Yeah. I, I think that unless the $600 in salary matters, I would much rather play the Cowboys than the chiefs because they're a better defense. Yep. Um, you know, maybe Jordan love implodes, but maybe he doesn't, maybe he's just fine. Maybe we get a game like we did from the Colts defense against the, the jets last night where it was a blowout win, but they end up scoring 30 garbage time points, turning <laughs> Josh Johnson into the next Mike white. <laughs> yeah. I think a jets quarterback is going to finish like top three in fantasy points, uh, in two straight weeks. And it's not even going to be the same guy. It's going to be White last week and Josh Johnson this week. Joe Flacco next. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm going to pay up beyond the Cowboys. I, the Saints are intriguing at 4700 bucks because they're headed for low ownership, apparently. And it's obviously an upside matchup against Atlanta. I'm not sure I'm going to get there salary-wise. I really don't think I'm going to get to the Dolphins because uh, they're headed for high ownership. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen, especially with Tyrod Taylor back. Maybe it's a game where right. Houston just doesn't turn the ball over a ton and they score some points and it's just a, a meh outing for the defense. And then the Bills, the matchup is fine. I think the price is what I'm not getting to for them. 5,200 bucks here. Yeah, Miami's definitely less intriguing to me with Tyrod under center. I just think, you know, he he tends to be a you know con more conservative quarterback, doesn't turn it over a whole lot. So I don't like Miami's D as much as I did if it was going to be Davis Mills. Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, it's it's – for me, it's fun to talk about the elite D's, but when it comes to building lineups, I, I just never get up to them. I just can't spend that type of money on a defense. 
Yeah, I agree. Well, that'll do it for this week nine FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now to get more player recommendations. Kevin English has your cash game picks. Corey Bushland has your top GPP options. Then play with the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections. For more discussion of DFS and other formats, you can also join the free DraftSharks Discord. Find the link to do just that in the description for this podcast. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.